He had to do it. He did it for America. You hear it? You hear what happened? Don't know how he did it. Don't know how he did it. But Seems like it was definitely a crime. It was definitely a crime. Are you, are you like anti like Boston sports or Patriots? Like You shut your mouth. We had 79 yards total offense. This is not a law podcast. Please tell me something. You got to know more. You got to know more. <laughs> you don't know nothing about nothing. God, I suppose we should get into it, huh? You, you are a flag football con honors. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Andrew Sullivan. I'm with good pal Andrew Baroni. And we're just two guys. Two guys getting ready to, to watch the New England Patriots play some football. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We are ready for this season to go underway. Uh, very interesting preseason. Um, good with the bad, lots of bad, but you know we can see there yeah. is learning and pain to come with this team. Yeah, I think, like you said, a lot of bad. Um, we got to see the cure of uh, Zappy fever get made in front of us. I mm-hmm. think the the uh, antidote was that Titans preseason defense that. Forced three fumbles on him, and you know he he passed for a, a whopping fifty-seven passing yards that mm. that last game. Mm. You know, yeah, fifty-seven more yards than either of us threw yeah, that day. That's which true. Isn't that many, to be honest with you? Yeah, like if you uh, were a quarterback in the NFL, right? Your your preseason quarterback doesn't matter because you're, you're going to get steamrolled anyways. But if you have a whole game. How many yards do you think you could throw? Way less. Way less than 50. Dude, realistically, uh, like seven, seven yards maybe? I think you could at least get like 15 to 20. Because you you think about it, you just got to hit a guy on a screen. You got to fool the defense to get like a nice screen off, a dump off, right? You could throw a dump off pass. And if you get lucky, you do it five, six times throughout the whole game. Dude's going to get 20 yards. You know I what? Think I think you can do it. I think it's possible. I, I appreciate your faith in me. I do. I don't think I, as somebody who could not win a flag football intramural championship, could outdo Bailey Zappi, who set every major college passing record at Western Kentucky. <laughs> but thank brilliant. you. We saw him live in Foxborough against the Texans. He was electric. He marched the offense down the field and scored a touchdown in a game where. Bailey Zappi was doing Bailey Zappi things and not really moving the ball a lot. So to see both of those guys cut was a big surprise. Uh, there was there were a lot of big surprises in uh, the roster moves last week. We saw the making of the roster by two rookie receivers, uh, Kayshawn Boutte and camp standout Demario Douglas, who I'm a big fan of. I know you're a big fan of. I have pretty high hopes for him coming this season. Actually, news came out today via – let me pull up who exactly said it. Um, news came out out of camp from Mike Cadlick that Demario Douglas's locker right next to Mac Jones. So Huge. Make of that what you will. But it shows me that they think – he is going to benefit from getting closer to Mac Jones. So mm-hmm. excited for him. They could have put anyone in there. They could have put some of his linemen. Mm. They could have put 
Hunter Henry. They could have put up one of us. Could have put us, but yeah. that would be a bad choice to be completely yeah. honest. So, um, <laughs> I don't know I'm, why I'm they do it. Big, uh, I don't know why they would do that, but <laughs> and also uh, the surprise addition of uh, Matt Coral um, joining the squad as well. Corral. Corral. Coral. Coral's good too. If we were like a if we were like a sea animal based team, that would be good. Corral. Matt like Golden Corral. Yeah, that was surprising too. I uh he was a really good quarterback at Ole Miss. Um he was a second round pick. He is very athletic, not as athletic. He's somewhere between Cunningham and Zappy in terms of athleticism. You know, he has a, a play from the preseason with the Panthers where he just took off scrambling for like 40 yards. He was pretty good. But big arm, lots of upside. I, I like the move. They, uh, I guess, are thinking of making him the backup. But, you know, all is left to be seen. You know, Cunningham could get some more reps at receiver. Zappy could still just hang out on the practice squad, improving, getting better, learning the playbook more. But, yeah, a lot of moves. Ezekiel Elliott, who is somebody that we signed a couple weeks ago, sort of cementing himself more on this team. I think he's going to get a lot of goal line work. Tyquan Thornton getting put on uh, the physically unable to perform list once again. For the second straight year in a row, he's going to miss at least the first four games, which mm-hmm. it opens up the playing time window for those other guys that we mentioned earlier and guys like Kendrick Bourne, who didn't see the field a lot last year for God knows why. But yeah, I mean the, the Patriots team, at least the offense that we've talked about so far, not a whole lot of concrete answers there. We don't really know what's going to, what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And you know, Come uh, Sunday, playing the Eagles, you know, we're going to see all of our, our starters out there on offense, and it's going to be interesting to see how it's all going to work together. How is Zeke going to get implemented in this offense? A lot of people mm. think he's going to be a goal line red zone back. Um, Ramondre might just be that power back getting us down the field. Um, I think our game is going to be a lot of, of, of run-heavy offense and uh, Mac Jones sort of filling in the seams and, and, and finding guys, and I, I hope some of these uh, – young receivers sort of find their way into this offense and, you know, we, we make it work, but also big news on the defensive side here. Um, cornerback Jack Jones. Yeah. Got off scot free. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But uh-huh. Don't know how he did it. I <laughs> don't know how he did it. But Seems like it was definitely know, a crime. It was definitely a crime for those of you who don't know. Um, I believe a couple months ago during the summer, probably June, Jack Jones brought, uh, I believe, two handguns onto his flight at Logan Airport. Got arrested for it, as you would when you, you do that. But somehow, some way, he is getting off uh, almost scot-free. He's going to be doing some community service to, to make up for um, – his his acts and a plea deal, but it doesn't seem like he'll get any sort of suspension mm. or other sort of legal penalties from that. So that's hey. big, at least for this team. 
Hey, all I'm gonna say this is not this is not a law podcast, and in our point of view, this is fantastic news because he is good. He is very good. Um, and you know, Jack Jones, if he he's a a lanky guy, he's got great movement skills. We saw how he was with the ball in the air last season, making plays, taking some picks back for some touchdowns, putting turning defense into offense. That's good. We need guys like that. If Christian Gonzalez can line up boundary opposite Jack Jones and be another one of those guys who can make the play on the ball, who can take one of the team's best receivers and, and stay with them all game. I mean, Lord knows we're going to need it. We're the first four weeks. It's, it's death row in terms mm-hmm. of receivers. We got AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. Uh, we at the jets, we have to contend with Garrett Wilson, the Cowboys, we have to deal with CD Lamb, who I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest CD Lamb guy, but there's no arguing that he's he's a good receiver. And then what is it, Miami with Waddle and Hill? Is that the last of the four games? Maybe uh, not in that exact order, but not that but yet they are playing but those are the and four teams. Jets as well. Mentioned them, right? Yeah, I did. Garrett Wilson, but Jets. I, I, I think it, I'd like to see him against Garrett Wilson and, and Chris uh Christian Gonzalez too, mm. um, but it's going to be a real test for him. It's going to be a real test for this new secondary. Also have uh, Marcus Jones out there uh, playing some slot yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jonathan Jones, who is probably, I mean, I wouldn't even say probably he's on paper, our best corner, most proven and most experienced. He's been on the team for a long time and, you know, he is a reliable guy. Um, so if, if those four guys, the Joneses plus Gonzo, can make an impact on defense, that's great. Plus, we got Duggar back there at safety. Uh, We have Adrian Phillips back there, Jabril Peppers. I think our secondary has the potential of being very, very good, especially Mm -hmm. with knowing that Jack Jones has some kind of diplomatic immunity and cannot be arrested for crimes. So knowing that – yeah, let's – hey. Let's get a little chippy. Let's get a little chippy. Hey. (laughs) Let's do some crimes. Make some plays. Um, <laughs> but now the only chippy guy on this team is Mac Jones, not the other Joneses. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, really looking forward to this defense this year. Um, mm-hmm. Think uh, Judon and um, Josh Uche really looking forward to their their combo uh, attack on the edges this year. Going mm-hmm. back, hoping. Uh, Barmore is able to sort of bounce back from his injuries and uh, looking looking for uh, Godshot to sort of be that um, yeah. solid defensive tackle that he has been for these past yeah. couple of years. And Lawrence Guy, honestly. Just Fighting for a roster spot, but he made it. He, he He's he back did. on the team. You, I think there's one guy that you're forgetting who on draft night did not look too pleased to be taken by the Patriots, but – you know, he might just be – he might just play angry. That might just be his thing. I'm talking about Keon White, somebody who during the entire preseason was being disruptive, getting in there, getting in the backfield, you know, making splash plays. And if he can do that on this D-line, you know, be someone next to – or opposite Dietrich Wise off the edge, maybe shift him inside. He's a bigger guy. I am excited for him. You know, any any guys who show potential, I'm, I'm here for it. I want them to become good players. Marte Mapu, another guy who hybrid safety linebacker. He didn't debut in the beginning of the preseason, but in the later games he played and 
you know, he's fast, he's athletic. We'll see if he can produce. I, I think there's a lot of hope on this Patriots defense, a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Dietrich Wise, too, another solid guy. This, this past defense is uh, – as you were – past defense? This Pats defense, as you were saying, you know, there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of potential. And, you know, we are unfortunately really in a situation where we're going to need these guys to play well and hold up tight because we have a very tough schedule this year. It's one of the toughest in the leagues. And, um, you know, historically this defense has been doing a lot of scoring for us and helping us win games at least the, the past two seasons. Um, so we're, we're going to need to have, yeah. we need them to sort of keep that up in a sense, you know, at least just being sort of rock solid, um, give our offense some breathing room and allow us to sort of get ahead in games. Um, mm. cause we are going to need it. Yeah. I am, I am much more confident in our defense than our offense. Although I think our offense has some upside. Mike Kosicki, a guy we added. We'll see how he factors into the opinion. Sneaky. Sneaky. I I see a lot of people online saying like, oh, the Pats are going to have a top 10 offense this year. I don't think it's going to be that. I think think stealing like top 12 to 15 offense would I'd be fine with. I think we can win with that uh, because I think our defense is going to be top five. I think our ceiling is top five defense. but yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited. We have the Eagles on Sunday afternoon. I mean, their def- their defense right off the bat is gonna be maybe the toughest test we have on defense all season. Um, I've I've been saying if the offense comes out slow on Sunday, right? If we put up 10, 14 points. I wouldn't smash the panic button strictly because of how star-studded this Eagles defense is. I mean, you have two corners who are capable of playing at an all-pro level in James Bradbury and Darius Slay. You have a defensive line that just added two guys that were first-round picks in Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Uh, You got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox is still there. I mean, they get to the quarterback. They fly around. They hit hard. They have the Georgia defense pretty much is what they're building. And the Kobe Dean is going to be back in the middle there getting more snaps. It's a it's a scary unit. Um, and we'll see what Bill O'Brien can, can draw up because this is a, a game where last year if we were going into it, I would have no faith with, with Matty P, the rocket scientist, whatever he planned. I would – not believe it for a second, but I mean, you want to be optimistic, and I'm going to be optimistic. I think it's going to be closer than people think. It's crazy you can use the term rocket scientist and be like literal, but also really <laughs> condescending about it at the same time. Because, uh, like, you know, it's like a, you, know, you call someone a rocket scientist, it's like a condescending term, yeah. right? But that's like li- he's literally a rocket scientist, and he is. I wonder he what he's doing in coach instead. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what made him make that decision. Who knows? Either way, game. I mean, I don't know if you if you if you could be the top scientist in your field. <laughs> or have bad cow. No, nah, be a football. Coach, you know? I mean, dude, yeah. like be a scientist. You know, you'd probably have some some great work that and discoveries that you'd help accomplish, right? But we'll say also being a 
playing in the NFL and being a football coach is sort of like a dream for a lot yeah. of people. You know, the camaraderie and, uh, of being a part of these organizations and sort of just being a part of a winning culture, it's it's mm-hmm. it's gets you hooked in, it's addicting, you know. Matt Patricia multiple times Super Bowl champ as well. So mm-hmm. can't take that away from him. No matter how much we try, we cannot take that away from him. How much we try. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions are pounding sand right now. Yeah. Um but yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to the start of the season. Um, we've done our record predictions. I think we sneak into the playoffs at ten and seven. I think we're capable of doing that. Um, but I mean, it we only have a few more sleeps until football is back, and I could not be more excited mm-hmm. for it. It's gonna be great. We have a lot of teams in the. AFC especially, which somehow over the last two or three years, I feel like rapidly changed to become the dominant conference in the NFL. I think if you go back five years, the NFC was dominating and the AFC was run by the Patriots and a budding Chiefs team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that, like, settling in? Yeah, I saw you cocking that one back. Um but yeah, it, the tide has really changed from which divi- or which conference is the better, and you know the AFC is stacked. I think the AFC East is quite possibly the most well balanced division in the NFL. I think the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins people are all very high on. Would not be surprised if they made the playoffs. I think the Patriots are. Capable of being in that wild card conversation, but those other three teams get a lot of hype. And there are, you know, pretty much every other division in the AFC. You have the AFC North, the Ravens could be great. You have the AFC South, where a lot of people are very high on the Jaguars right now coming out and with Trevor Lawrence getting better. And then you have the AFC West, and we know what they have. They they got Mahomes, they got Herbert and the Chargers. The Raiders have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs still. A lot of people don't love Garoppolo, but, I mean, every dance has to have the, the, the ugly one. So, I mean, we'll see. And the Broncos, I mean, the Broncos, but they have Sean Payton now. So, the Dude, future yeah, season's looking better. brighter. Yeah, and uh, I think that division that they, division they, has they, a lot of talent. getting better, to be honest. I think The Raiders, I don't think, yeah. Back. Um, yeah, if yeah, if if anything, like best case scenario, the t- the Raiders are gonna be as good as they were last year. Uh, I don't think they got better with Garoppolo over Derek Carr, uh, but I mean that division. Our is... way to to end Derek Carr's career with Las Vegas or or in Oakland, the Raiders overall, mm. like. Dude has been been playing with them for what eight, eight to ten years, right? Last couple games of the year in, in McDaniel's first year, McDaniel's just sits him. He, he lets Jared sit him play, who ends up walking to a rival team in the division. You, you know, like, really hate to see that sort of ending with Derek Carr, but yeah. I, debatably, he gets an upgrade in franchise and sort of culture as well, which is which is great for him. And I, I wish the best for him. Um, but I don't really think the Raiders get much better with adding Jimmy Garoppolo. You could argue that, you know, um, Garoppolo and McDaniels have worked together before 
in the path system and, you know, they, they know each other well, mm -hmm. but they didn't actually really play in many games together. So yeah. who knows, who knows how it will work out. But I, um, I will say as a franchise before Drew Brees got there, the saints were the worst, the worst team on the planet ever. They were so, so, so bad, but I, I agree right now. The saints are in a better position for the next three to five years than I think the Raiders are. I, I think that's true. And Derek yeah, Carr. Great wide receiver and running back talent right now. Cameron Jordan, honestly, I think he's one of the most underrated DNs and sort of leaders in the league. Like that dude's just a menace. Yeah, he, he's great. He's, he's all there for easy. so long and he's just so old too. Yeah, he's part he's of that stacked 2011 draft class with – I mean, you got Julio Jones, you got Von Miller, Cam Newton was in that, Cameron Jordan, uh, Cameron Hayward was in that class. It, it's a stack, stack class. It's ridiculous. But I think going back to AFC West, right, we're going to continue a trend that we've been doing and we'll continue to do over the next few episodes where we are going to do a draft of each division where we will take – players from within that division in this case the AFC uh, West and we're com we're going to compare teams at the end see who's better we'll have we'll save all our rosters we'll look at them now and then at the end of the year we'll look at them again and say if we were right if we were wrong some guys we left off some guys who should have gone way later than they should have but yeah I mean let's get into it um, do you want to do a rock paper scissors to see who gets the first pick Oh yeah, we can we can do that. Um, All right, for those listening, we're gonna do the rock paper scissors and announce the results. No cheating, right. you can trust us. Ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. Ah, bastard! All right, go ahead, take them. Damn, back to back <clears throat> times in a row. I get the first pick here. Pretty sweet, pretty pretty sweet. Um, I, I think this one's a no-brainer, just like with the AFC East that we we went over last week. Last week I took Josh Allen. This week I got to take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, best quarterback in the league. Maybe um, the best player in the league. Yep, could, definitely, definitely <laughs> could be the best player in the league. He, yeah. he if you could start your found foundation. If you could start a team right now with anyone in the league, reset draft, Mahomes goes first overall. And then probably Devontae Parker. out of 100 times. You know, like, I don't know who would take anyone else. Like, who would you take over Mahomes? Devontae Parker. Pats are so bummy, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I don't right, be wrong because I'm so low on Devontae Parker. And it's he's a just, good jump ball guy. He's a good, he's a good go up and get it. Playmaker, yeah, he's, he's been getting hurt, you know. But yeah, all right. Well, that at least with you taking Mahomes, it leaves me the ability to take a different quarterback whenever I want. So I think, so, I think weird. now what I'm gonna do is the drop off at this position is much more significant than the drop off at the other positions. So I'm going to take. Travis Kelsey and secure my tight end position right now. So Travis Kelsey, who just exploded his knee at practice, he didn't did you not know that? Yeah, 
He hyperextended. Oh, by the way, we didn't touch on this, but Albert Breer had a report, and I don't like this report, and I, I don't believe it fully, but the phrasing of it was it was so serious and like cataclysmic that it was very funny. But he went on an interview and he, he says in a report of the New England that nobody's talking about is that Juju Smith Schuster's knee is a mess. It could explode at any moment. <laughs> Which Juju came out and he's like, No, that's not true. Like I've been practicing. Yeah. And I don't I believe Juju. Like he's been in camp, he's been in preseason, whatever, he's fine. Uh, but the way because it's yeah, not explode. like he's, he has knee problems and like <laughs> he's gonna be out in a couple of weeks. Like explode is like he's gonna be out for the year in a matter of like if he yeah. keeps playing, he's done for exactly. football. Yeah, like, like <laughs> they're gonna come out and amputate his leg at the fifty yard line if did you watch that? Did, did you like watch that clip of Albert Breer saying that? Yes, because like it was kind of funny too because. Towards the end of it, like he's just sitting back, like he's like I'm sure he knows I think tons of inside information, right? But he's just like sitting back, like and then <laughs> dude's like, We got 20 more seconds. Please tell me something. You gotta know more. You gotta know more. He's just like begging uh, him. Uh, and he's ridiculous. sitting back in his chair, like that's what you get. Juju brick. <laughs> Juju exploding knee. That's that's your take for the day. Yeah. Uh, but Travis Kelsey, whose knee is mostly intact right now, just hyperextended. Welcome to my team. You're on the clock. All right. Ding, the pick is in. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it's pretty clear um, with this one here. Uh, best wide receiver in the division, and I don't really think that it's close in this case. I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a that's a deadly combo you have right there. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 feeling good with those two right now. All right, I mean, well, all right. Here's the thing. There are two running backs in this division who are much better than the other two. One of them recently just led the league in rushing yards, and the other one just led the league in total touchdowns. So I don't think you can really go wrong with either of them. But I do think that the drop-off at wide receiver is a bit more steep. So I am going to take with my next pick – Keenan Allen. I'll take Keenan Allen. Oh, okay. I'm a big Keenan Allen guy. I like him a lot. I think he is regressing a little bit, but he's he's still, I believe, the second best wide receiver in this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, right now, the entire wide receiver room for the Chiefs is is very ambiguous. You know, Juju left. He was their number one. Who's going to step up now? Will it be Sky Moore? Um, will it be um, – a lot of people are high on Kadarius Tony, but he does have uh, an injury problem. Um, very shifty player, sort of a highlight real guy, but he's got to stay on the field and he's got to be consistent. Two things he hasn't proven that he can do thus far. Um you move over to the Broncos here. Um, 
I'd love to take a guy like Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, but the thing about like consistency and and sort of value that I feel like they would bring is not as much as the number two wide receiver on the Chargers, Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams, I feel like they're all sort of in the same tier right now, but Mike Williams just has the edge. At least for right now, he's getting old, and he his early career was plagued with injuries, and last season he got injured a lot too. But I think overall, in terms of skill level at this moment, Mike Williams will trump um, Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for big things from Jerry Judy this year. Um, took him in fantasy, hope, hoping he's uh, a good potential flex guy a couple times a couple times a year. We swell. I actually – I think – I hear what you're saying. I think you made the wrong choice. I do. Because I think at the end of the season, we're going to look back at this. Mike Williams is going to have 800 yards maybe, like a couple touchdowns. Um, don't you dare write that in, in my place. Uh, but you mentioned him. I mean, I, I think we're going to come back to this and Jerry Judy is going to have his best season as a pro. I think he has a potential of going, especially in this new offense, 11, 1200 yards. I, I'll, I'll take Jerry Judy as my receiver too all day. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a good pick, but I don't think you should have done it. At least what you've done is you've given me the opportunity to take a running back over you. I was, actu- I was actually going to pick a running back, but you started typing Jerry Judy already into the, into the pick, and it confused me, and uh, I, I forgot that I was <laughs> going to do that. Ah, uh, okay. So right now, you know, I think the top two guys in this division are um, Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler, and I don't think it's really close. I think um, right now you could say that Josh Jacobs is a better rusher of the football, but Austin Eckler can sort of provide you with more. He's a big screen pass guy. He's a really big he's, – he's a great rusher as well. Um. So this 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 is really tough. This is this is a tough pick for me. Um, but I'm just sort of gonna go with my with my gut here. Um, if we're if we're basing this off of who we think will have a better season this year, oh, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, the the running back cliff has got to be coming soon, right? Austin Eckler's been in the league for a while. I think I'm I think I'm gonna roll with Josh Jacobs in this one. He's a he's a great rusher of the football, had a great season last year. Um how many yards did he end up with? Like fifteen hundred. Yeah. didn't he lead the league in rushing last year? He did, yes. Yeah, so I I think for right now, I think he will outperform um Eckler this year, but also that could be pretty subjective because they do, they typically do two different things with their play style. Eckler's definitely a much better passer and a passer. I'm going to take Austin Eckler because he's got a cannon. He can throw the ball he's so far. 
Um, well, I actually am very happy that you made that pick. I think it's a foolish pick. I do like Josh Jacobs quite a bit. I think um, it's a great story, uh, his career arc. But I think also if you look at his career arc, he had a great rookie year. It's kind of – he got hurt and then he was kind of a, a middle of the road back. Certainly better than the middle of the road, but not a super elite guy that a lot of people would qualify. And then he had his great season last year. If you look at Austin Eckler – since the time that he's been in the league, he's been getting progressively better. When Melvin Gordon took off in free agency, he exploded onto the scene. And I think what you were talking about earlier in his versatility as a pass catcher, it's it can't really be understated. Um, he's he's a weapon. He'll get the ball in space. He could take it to the house. He's, we, we know that he can finish runs because he led the league in touchdowns last season. Give me Austin Eckler 10 times out of 10 in this case. Yeah, that is a, that is a good pick, and I could come to regret that one um, here, but we shall see how they play this season. Um, Andrew, let's be honest. I know who you're going to be taking at quarterback here. I might as well just fill it in for you. Let him cook. Let him cook. Russell Wilson. Why wouldn't you take him? He's he's a stud. You know, great great player. All right, hey hey. He had a down year last year, but this year he's back. He's going to be the best quarterback in the division. And you know, if you if you ultimately decide to go in a different direction, you know, I could be a mistake. Uh, but anyways, enough of your jokes. My final, my final <laughs> pick um, is going to be Gerald Everett. Um, there's a huge yes. tight end cliff in this division, and there is, really isn't much of a number two guy. Um, Gerald Everett's sort of just a solid tight end. He'll he's a good catcher of the football. Yeah, today today actually is National Say Something Nice About Gerald Everett Day. Yeah. So, so he's got nice hair. I think he's bald. No, he's not bald. He's got, <laughs> he's got hair. Does he? Yeah, he's got this would be so hair. funny if he was bald. Imagine if he's bald. <laughs> no, he's got. He's definitely got hair. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, he's old. Is he old? Actually, no, he is old, old because dying, yeah, he's he was in he old. was in NCAA fourteen. Yeah, he's old. All right, you ready yeah. for what he looks like? Yeah, put it on the screen. Oh, I thought I was going to. We're showing uh, Gerald Everett picture for those uh, listening in. Right, Boom. Okay, he's not bald. He's got good hair. He's definitely not bald. Yeah, he's got great hair, actually. That's yeah. Okay. All right. All right, what are you going to – yeah, anyways. All right, so – right I wonder what that's, that's about. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm only left with one more position. That's the quarterback position. And I think everybody here, everybody listening knows who I'm going to take. You have Patrick Mahomes. So naturally, I have to take the only other Super Bowl champion in the division, James Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 
I'm not gonna do that. That um, was your pick. That was your pick. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Justin Herbert, who I think. I mean, he is he is a great player. I think he's a dark horse to win the MVP this season. I think he honestly is. The I see how you intentionally spelled that. How dare you? I think uh, he has a talent to do it every year. We I don't think we've seen him at his best yet. Uh, he the last time we saw him play football, unfortunately, he did choke a massive lead away to Trevor Lawrence. But you know, I think he's got it in him, and it's a uh, it's this would be a competitive game. I think um, you definitely have the edge at receiver with Devontae Adams and quarterback, but there's a huge uh, the biggest gap on the board is between Travis Kelsey and Gerald Everett. Um, yeah, but I don't really know if that will make much of a difference because. To be honest, like as good as Justin Herbert is, I think that the AFC West is the wrong division for him. He's he never has, and I don't think he ever will really have enough room for him to grow into what people think. People think he may become like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I think he's just gonna constantly become uh, be overshadowed by um, Holmes, and he just won't ever like reaches his his fullest potential playing him and potentially losing twice a year to the best guy in the league. Most people play him once. If that this guy's got to face him twice. Um, you know, I wouldn't even call like, you know, like their division teams, you know, sort of some, what of a rivalry there, but like, you know, the chiefs have had everyone in that division number for the past 10 years or so. So going back Not to that, that long. Days, no, Alex Smith, dude, Alex no. Yeah. Been, Philip Rivers, you know, he was he, no, he yeah. The Chargers play. definitely before Mahomes got there it was the Chiefs every now and again. And Peyton Manning with the Broncos, it hasn't. No, no, no. The nah, Chiefs yeah, that, was, that was a bold take. But in my mind, yeah. you know, Chiefs Speaking, have just always been a consistently good team in this division. You know, like they haven't really had as many ups and downs as some of the other teams. Like Broncos fell off a cliff after Peyton Manning left. Crazy how you get rid of a forty-year-old quarterback with you know back and neck problems and you get significantly worse very quickly. You know, they never found yeah. a guy to replace him. I will say the Bronx, the uh, I'll, I'll segue in the, the bold takes thing that you just said in a second, but there was a time when the chiefs had the first overall pick, they went two and 14 and then there was a year they started 11 and 0 and they lost out and they got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I do remember those two, but other than that, and remember the time where it was like an absurdly long period of time where uh, a Chiefs receiver didn't catch a touchdown. There was a whole year where a Chiefs receiver didn't catch a touchdown. Really? I didn't even Yeah. It was, and they had Jamal Charles as well. They had like a, a good running back. And they had Dwo, who was pretty good, but they had like no receivers catch touchdowns. Very bad. Very bad offense. But anyways – Speaking of hot takes, I think do you have do you have yours with you? I think it's time that we do the segment. Of, uh, um, I do not believe I have any hot takes ready to go. I think you oh, might be okay. leaving us off here. Right. Well, for those who aren't watching, I uh, just put on my Patriots construction helmet, otherwise known as the hot take helmet, and uh, I think my hot it's take. Kind of like- 
like Chewbacca when he tries to wear like the the clone trooper helmet and it's like on sideways a little bit, but it's like sort of on his head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How about you go fuck yourself? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, My hot take. uh, When I put this on, I become a delusional Pats fan, um, which isn't too far off of what I am on the inside, I guess. But my hot take of the preseason is that Demario Douglas Pop Douglas is going to have at least 650 receiving yards and four touchdowns on the Pats with the upside of him. Well, he's on the he's on the depth chart as the fifth receiver. All right, that's true. That's a good point. So, at the, okay, all right, fine. Let's make it spicier. He's going to have – DeMario Douglas is going to have – a, a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yards. You heard it here first. Yeah, he's gonna be become the number one it. guy this year. He's gonna be best buddies with Mac Jones, and uh, you know what? You know what? Jacoby Myers is gonna be pounding sand that he ever left us. He should have took a pay cut and stayed. Yeah. But you know he's what? Good. He would have gotten paid if he had never thrown the ball to Chandler Jones. <laughs> So you did it to yourself, Jacoby. <laughs> we could have made the playoffs potentially last year if you didn't blunder that game away. But hey, but if we make the playoffs, we don't get Christian Gonzalez. That's true, and that's he a probably, fact. He probably drops. We probably get like we're probably four or five picks higher in our draft position, right? We don't get Christian Gonzalez. So, so you know what? Thank you, Jacoby. That's that's the that's what the segment is. The, this segment has now become every, thank you, Jacoby. Every, every time, um, every time Christian Gonzalez gets a pick or makes a good play, yeah. the thank you, Jacoby. Yeah. we should tw- we should tweet out like a picture of like Jacoby Myers like faded into like an American flag with like eagles flying in the background. Say yeah. thank you, Jacoby. I like that. Anytime one of our rookies makes a play, <laughs> thank you, Jacoby. Yes. Well, that's my hot take. Uh, I sincerely hope that it comes true because it would be so cool to just have a rookie stud receiver that we drafted in the sixth round. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. That's my hot take. Uh, and only a few more days until we get to find out if it looks like it's going to come true. So mm-hmm. until then, get a few more good night sleeps. And gear up for another season of Patriots football led by Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Dropback Pod. We'll be back very soon with hopefully good news following an Eagles game. (laughs) We'll see you next time. See you next time. (laughs) Pretty, 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 pretty. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>